1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Our number two to get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105. Through the fan Kevin Gray, Reginald, Atatula, Ross, and Chris holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckrate.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We're with you until 11 o'clock tonight here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers coming up here in just a moment. Landry Locker, co-host of In the Loop and Sports Radio 610 in Houston, going to be joining us via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline coming up in 16 minutes. We'll get back into the Cowboys conversation and what you're expecting to see from the Cowboys and Chargers on Monday – Night Football, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at a tool if you want to get at us. That's right. On Twitter. Right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline, where we go behind enemy lines to get you ready for game one of the American League Championship Series. You can find him on Twitter or X or whatever you choose to call it these days. At Landry Locker. He is our guy, Landry Locker. Landry, what's going on? How you guys doing? How's how's things up there? Up forty five. We're ready to hand y'all that ass whooping in the American League Championship Series. That's how this is starting. That's right. right. Hot off the press, ready to go already. As we get no pleasantries, just none. Landry, know what it is. (laughs) Landry, look, Landry co-hosts the show every single day from ten to two. Got his hot takes, his hot opinions. He know what time it is when he come on to get right, don't you, Landry?
3: Yeah, I I know what time it is. It's and there's been a 180. I mean, y'all were y'all were throwing in the towel and now all of a sudden, <laughs> and all that. Like trust me, I know I I Jared Tamler is one of my best friends. I know he can he can uh, say he believed now, but no no one believed and and quite frankly, it I thought the uh the Rangers were dead. I think it's I think it's kind of remarkable that we're even in this position uh, where they're playing each other. I think it's the most significant DFW versus Houston matchup in, of all time. I know the Mavs and Rockets have played three times uh, in the playoffs, but it was it was always early. Uh, but I, I think it's just that the AL West has just been wild, and I think it's just been it, it's remarkable what the Rangers have done. So I think I think Bruce Bochy and that lineup deserve a lot of credit. I think it's going to be a good series. I will say this though, if we're talking trash. You guys know this, but from hosting shows, I could literally say it's hot in the summer in Dallas and Houston. And I would get at least one person to disagree with me on any, <laughs> any That's right. I have yet to find one person that is not thrilled that the Rangers are facing the Astros. Like not, I, I have yet to find one listener, one, anything that has any ounce of fear uh, of the Rangers, which might be dangerous at this point.
0: Yeah, they they probably should figure that one out. Um before we move any further, I should let you know on the text line here, we have somebody that said let Landry know a loophole is listening, so you you know you, oh, yeah. you got fans you go. all over the places, I'm sure that you know. But um there you you, you you made it sound like, you know, Rangers fans all jumped off the boat, which you know what? I'll give you that. However, we're not going to pretend like Astros fans were not lamenting. At certain points, I understand that this is a team that has been to the ALCS now seven times in a row. However, this team has looked real problematic at times during the stretching and as evidenced by the fact that their home record is disgusting.
3: Yeah, and they're they're very gettable. Like this is a very, very gettable Astros team. So, you know, it's 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 a team that is very, very inconsistent. Uh, the rotation is, I mean, any of these guys can get got on any certain day. That's really the biggest difference between the Astros teams and past squads. Like, normally, you know, you're rolling three deep, at least in the playoffs. Um, Christian Javier was kind of playing with fire. He's, he's shown that he can flip the switch. He hadn't allowed a run in his last uh, three postseason starts going back to last year. But you're not gonna walk five guys and get you know, get out of trouble like he did the twins, especially with this Rangers lineup. Uh Jose Urquiti, like the, the last twelve days of Jose Urquiti before his start the other day, he literally got a phone call four hours before the game, told that he was gonna start against Arizona and he threw six scoreless innings and we didn't even know what Jose Urquiti's role was. And then he goes out there the other night and he goes into the sixth inning for the first time in his entire postseason career. So all these guys can get got. Fromber Valdez looks like a head case. I don't know what's wrong with Fromber. Like it looked like you know it, he. At one point you were wondering, you know, is this guy an ace? He's he's been the most shaky guy, and then the, the Verlander thing is interesting because you kind of sell him high and you bring him in, and he's looked good. But it, so historically, he can get got in the postseason. So yeah, it, it that's the AL West. I said this today on the show. I actually picked the Astros in seven. Co-host picked a sweep, uh, John Lopez, but I, I picked the Astros. I picked the Astros in seven, but I also prefaced it with saying I'm I'm out of the business of predicting what the hell's going on in the AL West this year. It's going to be a fun series.
2: It's going to be a great series, and you're right. The unpredictability of what the AL West was this year. At one point, the Rangers leading the AL West for over 150 days throughout the course of the regular season, and of course, not able to win a division. But as you look at this series now. And the experience factor, I think, is one that's been talked about quite a bit, especially from Houston's side, with respect to how they will approach this series. Do they have that edge, given what these two teams have been through, and more so for the Astros, knowing what they've been through over the last several years?
3: Yeah, I would say the experience, like especially in the top six of the lineup. Now, the Astros do play National League baseball because they bat Martin Maldonado, so they're like, they're the only team that they're the only team that, <laughs> that plays National uh, League baseball. Like, they, damn, they, they like they 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 damn. So it's, it's not. It is National League Baseball. Is is what we are playing, and that's what we've decided to play. Guaranteed yeah, out, they,
0: baby. Guaranteed they, out. <laughs> they
3: got. They got the. They got the experience. Um, although I think Bruce Bochy and, and Dusty Baker, two OGs. Uh, I think Bruce Bochy is probably the best in game manager at this time, maybe in my lifetime. So I do think. I do think the there's a little bit of an advantage. Uh, that the Rangers have as far as, like, that type of uh, situation because Dusty does does have this loyalty to Maldi that uh, drives a lot of people nuts here. But, yeah, I would say the experience, uh, there is a little bit of an edge. But how much does that even matter at this point with, with how wild baseball's been? I, I really don't know. The one talking point, and I do want to say this, and I hope that y'all's Google Maps and, like, whatever you use, whether it's Waze or whatever, because I know a lot of your listeners are going to need to use it um wow no, hold on out he,
0: he hasn't landed the plane mm-hmm, Give,
3: let him land mm-hmm. it because they haven't they haven't been out to the ballpark uh there it is you know to watch the astros take on the rangers for a while it's normally like 70 percent astros fans i don't know if you are going to sell astros gear in the in the souvenir shop like i usually do too but just make sure to leave early there's a little bit of traffic out there and i know i know y'all need to get the Get get the Google Maps or whatever, because y'all haven't been to the yard in
0: a while. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You ain't heard. Uh, it's the '90s around these parts. Cree got everybody. Back <laughs> that's in, right. That's in the right. building, you don't have to worry <laughs> about that one at all. Everybody's ready to go. But um, you actually took my question right there, and I kind of want to get a little deeper on this because, as a as a black man who appreciates baseball, Dusty Baker's my guy. Kind of that's has to right. Be, right. Same. Um, however, Bruce Bochy has been expert in his history and particularly the season in managing. Um, the, the the shifting sands that this team has presented him. Like, how is Dusty Baker viewed? Because I know he's obviously brought that, that City of World Series, and, you know, he's he's a legend in his own right. However, it seems like there's a little bit of questions when it comes to some of his decisions.
3: Yeah, and, and a lot of it is BS. So, Dusty Baker, full disclosure, Dusty Baker was my dad's favorite player growing up to the point where, like, when he got his first manager job, uh, job my dad even had a Giants hat just because he likes Dusty that much. So, I've always – So I've always been in on Dusty Baker. Um, I do think this year he's done some suspect things, but there is kind of like, it's kind of weird because it almost seems like there's a, there's a portion of fans that think it's like either or, and there's no gray area where some of them almost think that, you know, they won in spite of Dusty, you know, last year. And that's just not true. Like in 2020, they don't get to the ALCS without Dusty Baker and without him being kind of the face when the cheating stuff was going on, they don't get there. 2021, uh, he managed his butt off, too, and they just ran into a better team with the Braves. Uh, but this year he has the, the Maldi thing. Uh, it, 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 They ended up being able to get into the playoffs and flip the switch, but the statistics aren't that much different as far as Maldi and Diaz when it comes to the, the defensive stats, and, and Diaz has over 20 bombs this year. So I'll, I'll say, like, if we're just going to separate, like, year by year, there have been some suspect things, but in the playoffs – He's he really hasn't done anything bad, but there is there is a portion of Astros fans that are just like I don't know if it's just because the expectations raise up or whatever, but that just kinda act like, you know, the Astros win and spotted busty and it, it, it is a little bit it is a little bit ridiculous and you kinda have to balance, you know criticizing him right now and, and making sure, Hey, I don't, cause, cause I, I would criticize him. And then there'd be people like saying like, yeah, Dusty, I, Dusty sucks. I'm like, dude, I did not say Dusty sucks. <laughs> I just said, I don't like what, what's going on right now, but I'm with y'all, man. He's, he's an OG and I love Dusty too. And I love Bochy. Uh, I love both of these guys, but yeah, there is, there is kind of like a little bit of, you know, uh portion of the fan base that, you know, kind of feels like they could manage the squad. Uh, and and they probably miss AJ Hans Like, let's be honest. Um, A.J. Hinch, they ended up having to fire him because of the whole uh, cheating thing. And, you know, some people probably just missed that a little bit.
2: Landry Locker joining us of 610 Sports Radio. Sports in Radio Houston. 610. Oh, excuse me, Sports Radio 610. I'm thinking about Kansas City. They yeah, there's, the a of, there's a lot of there's sports radios yeah. out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sports yeah. Radio 610 in Houston, co-host of In the Loop 10-2 in Houston. Um, from your perspective, what does this rivalry mean for Astros fans knowing that they're taking on a Rangers team that's looking to get back to the World Series since twenty for the first time since twenty eleven. What's the perspective on the rivalry from an Astros fan?
3: I mean, there's you know y'all know that there's the Houston Dallas hate, uh-huh. uh, there's that. But as far as a rivalry, I mean, this is I mean, if I'm just being honest, um, I I think the it's it kind of has the feel of like Texas Tech taking on Texas in the like two thousands or something, you know, early two thousands where Tech's a lot more like hated and thinks it it's more of a rivalry than it is. I think the I think the Rangers are in like the starting stages, uh, and I think they've I think they've got to get the Astros' attention a little bit more before you know the word rivalry you know gets taken. I I hope I hope it's the start of something, but I don't I don't think anyone looks at it as like a rivalry yet. Ooh. Although there's there's a the natural hate. I mean you know oh. you know how it is.
2: they feel like uh, the Astros fans feel like they can just you know big brother the uh, the Texas Rangers fans is that what they feel like?
3: For sure, yeah. That's that.
2: I mean, I don't. I don't like. Yeah, that's that's the feel for
3: sure. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I said Mm. seven games. So I. I respect. Yeah, that does. That does seem to be.
2: Landers like don't put me in there. I I respect. (laughs) I respect the ranges. I don't know about the rest of them, but I I respect the damn ranges. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I I do. I mean, and why would you not like like with what they're doing right now, and obviously the Carter element, and uh I will say this though, like I saw that Scherzer wants to pitch. Man, I'll I'll I I will pay for his Uber to the ballpark, and I'll make it an Uber <laughs> Black if he wants to try to throw. Hey, in be, this careful would, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. That's hey, surprised. Uber Black on me for him. I'll get him there.
0: Hold, I'm surprised that that's the one that you were calling for. Uh-huh. I'm surprised that you weren't talking about a Raw, just Chapman out the pen because <laughs> I, I, I thought that was the one that y'all Man. were clamoring for.
3: I almost feel sorry for him when he faces the that that uh, that uh, series this year where he came in and he was just grooving. I almost. I almost felt sorry for Araldis, and the, the crazy thing is Dusty wanted Chapman. Um, Dusty Dusty loves Araldis Chapman. So, the Astros haven't really had like a lefty out of the pen, and, and Dusty actually wanted to bring uh, Chapman here. He that's one of the things that uh, he did say. So Dusty's got a lot of love for Chapman, but man, for some reason, whenever he faces the Astros, it's just I don't know if he sees ghosts. I don't know what goes on, but he just kind of he just kind of the bed a little bit.
0: Now, Landry, before we let you go, I'm, I kind of want to get into some of the major players here. Uh, I've been really impressed with the way that this Rangers lineup has been approaching um, playoff baseball. How, how is the Astros how are the major players on the Astros been of late?
3: Well, it's it's kind of crazy because Abreu is a guy who's just completely flipped the switch. Like earlier in the season, you know, Abreu had a negative war for a large majority, and he's one of the guys that they signed when they didn't have a general manager. I think Jeff Bagwell went to like Joseph A. Bank and bought like a bought a suit, and he was playing general manager, and they gave out a couple of bad contracts, including the Abreu one, uh, and he's kind of flipped the switch. Jordan Alvarez, I don't even know if I would pitch to him at this point, but Bregman's kind of finding his groove a little bit. Altuve's been kind of quiet, but the, the middle of that lineup, like if you can get through the first six where you have, um, Alvare- you have Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, and then Kyle Tucker, who, who led the league in RBIs, you're good once you get to seven through nine. But at the top of that lineup, Abreu and Alvarez have just been completely mat-raking.
2: Landry, we appreciate the time as always, my guy, and look forward to this terrific. Wait, hold on, hold on. What, what hold on. happened? Wait, Before are we go, y'all picking what?
3: the Rangers? Are y'all picking the Rangers? That's, That's right. what I want to
2: know. I picked right. the Rangers in seven.
0: Yeah, I I've, okay. I've, I've bought in. I just love the way this offense works. They can get on you real quick.
2: OK, that's I mean, yeah, you could go either way. Yeah, I feel
0: you. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, I, I'd be remiss if I did not talk about what's happening with the Houston Texans right now. Um, I've, I've, okay.
2: I've, I have I would talk about them damn Texas. I'm interested. Lesterers. I'm interested <laughs> from from this perspective. Right. You know, CJ Stroud balling down there now. Yeah. But like <laughs> what 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 is that?
0: What is that local perspective yeah. on that particular guy and uh, him throwing to my friend uh, Tank Del, the one
3: that I like. <laughs> His uh, his intangibles are through the roof. Like I don't I don't know. Like the maturity and everything is like it's it's like I've never seen. I, I'm I'm like a podium critic, so I like to listen. Like I'll listen to every press conference and just see it. I've I've never in my life in my entire life like seen seen a more mature, like just level-headed leader like like C J Stroud and and his teammates just completely gravitate to him. Uh, the other day they had. Four starting offensive linemen out, and and he just found ways to win. He says all the right things, Uh, so I mean it's it's nice to it's nice to have a quarterback, and and it seems like the whole team's gravitating to him. The city's kind of you know starting to uh, heal their wounds of the past, and uh, it appears now that everybody wanted him. Just like how (laughs) Bill Polian had a first round grade on uh, Tom Brady to be like Manning's backup, it seems like everybody wanted CJ Stroud. Now I was a Bryce guy, but. Uh, I can admit it, but it seems like now everybody from Carolina didn't want Rice Young. The owner made him do it. It seems like everybody wants him now, which means that you, you probably
2: made the right pick. If everyone's doing that, Landry, we appreciate the time as always, my yeah, that's, friend. that
0: CJ Stroud pick is gonna help you it's all just- feel a little bit better once the Rangers <laughs> win this series.
2: That's right.
3: right. That's right. Yeah, it'll be all good. Hey, it'll be all. It'll be all. Just finish the job if you win, though. I know, I know how to. I know how the Rangers are when they get in the World Series. All right, right. All right Landry. Thanks, thanks for get nothing. Landry, out of here, Landry.
2: Appreciate you, man. Get out of here, man. There, there he goes. Landry Locker of uh, Sports Radio 610, our sister station on Odyssey in Houston. You're enough to join us here on the Get Right. Fun conversation with Landry as the Rangers take on the Astros. Game one of the American League Championship Series on Sunday night. It's the Get Right. Reggie KG right here on 105 through the Family Get Back to the Cowboys conversation. What are we expecting from the Cowboys when they take on the Chargers on Monday night football? We talk about it next on 105 Through The Fan. It's to get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105, three The Fan. What are we expecting from the Cowboys when they take on the Chargers on Monday night football? At Kevin Gray, sports at Reggie at a tool if you want to get at us on Twitter. Coming up in 14 minutes ago, around the National Football League where a Cleveland quarterback apparently is washed.
0: At this point. Why would you say that about P.J. Walker? He didn't do nothing to you.
2: I wasn't talking about him. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll go around the NFL uh, coming up in 14 minutes. Appreciate Landry Locker of Sports Radio 610 in Houston for joining us last segment via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotlines. We went behind enemy lines to get you ready for Astros Rangers in the American League Championship Series, uh, which begins on Sunday night. Right here on your home of the Texas Rangers 105 through the on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network uh, special programming you note know, around 3:15 ish. Uh, yours truly and Jared Sandler and company, I uh, to have a fun Rangers super like pregame show. We're gonna have company. Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, okay. Yeah, some friends gonna come hang out with us. Okay. You, you might you might want to hang out too. You know. Wait, when is this Saturday? Sunday. Uh huh. <sighs> Maybe yeah. it's possible. Okay.
0: I was about to say, I was like, if it's Saturday, I can't. I'm going to be at a wedding. Oh, you're going to be a little busy, huh? Just a little bit.
2: Okay. Well, shout out to you. You you in the wedding or you just attending? No, I'm just attending. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I can get maximum fly. (laughs) (laughs) And still not to
0: worry about being part of the wedding party. That's right. I I don't got no responsibilities. Ain't no no marks to hit.
2: Well, that's the best right there. You know? You just chill and enjoy yourself. I'm going to eat all their food. Man, don't, don't have to feel bad about it. Wait, you be feeling bad about it? No, I'm just saying, like when it comes to the like, wedding ready? party, you like you get a plate, and no, that's 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 my that's my pay <laughs> for being a part of this. For being a part of this, I will be a- I'll be adequately fed. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we are fed some good football. Oh, look at that! That's what we call a segue uh-huh, in the business. Uh-huh, uh-huh. On Monday Night Football, when the uh, Los Angeles Chargers host the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, a homecoming that is every time Jerry Jones visits. Uh, the Inglewood, California area, because that's where Jerry was. That's where he was born. I just
0: really, I wish I could. Well, I was about to say I wish I could have a time machine, but that go really bad. Um, <laughs> I just want to have an understanding of what the Inglewood of Jerry's birth was compared to the Inglewood of now. You, uh,
2: you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. You understand? No, I got you. Okay, oh fantastic. yeah, I got you. And trust me, it's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, what are we expecting to see from the Cowboys when they take on the charge? Because I here, <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about identity uh, with this team, especially offensively this week coming off of the historic ass whooping that they got from the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And I think a lot of people, including myself, wondering what is this team at this point and which version of the Cowboys are you going to get when they take on the Chargers on Monday Night Football? That's a
0: great question. Well, I mean, one thing about it is it seems like the offense is kind of what we should have been able to expect um in that again a very very good defensive team in the San Francisco 49ers but we've also seen this through the first four weeks or the first yeah the first four weeks before San Francisco game this offense is going to be very slant heavy and it's going to (laughs) there's going to be instances where we're going to clamor for more And so I'm I'm not anticipating all of that to turn around in a single week. Like I just can't imagine that that's how quickly the ship turns around. And maybe I I could easily be wrong. Maybe they maybe all the talk of there being more stuff in Mike McCarthy's back pocket as he even he referenced this morning, kind of talking with uh, Sean and RJ, kind of saying that you know everything is not you know being used immediately. But the idea of holding things off for the playoff is good in theory. And maybe it's unfair to ask to see it all, but I would like to see it all. Like, I'd like to see, or maybe just more, right? I guess maybe it all is not a fair thing to say, but I would like to see more. I'd like to see challenging down the field, right? I'd like to see you take advantage of a defense that efficiency-wise is in the bottom third of this league for the Los Angeles Chargers. It's it's the thing that we kind of get to make fun of Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers for, because it's his defense, and they get out here stinking a lot of times. Um, So, yeah, no, I would like to see them take advantage of a team that has these disadvantages
2: to them. The Chargers defense is 32nd in pass defense in the national football league. That's right. Boys and girls it's dead last. So if this Cowboys offense can't find a way to start finding answers, they're in trouble. Speaking of those answers, Dak Prescott today talking about finding some answers for this offense and what that could mean for the Cowboys.
4: Yeah. As I just said, communication, um, yeah, and that—that's we, we were all frustrated. Hell, I mean, you go three and out like like we did last week. Uh, you're all—we're all, all going to be frustrated. I mean, we're used to, especially early in this year, right? Moving the ball, having the long drives that we had, being on the field, sustaining those things, and uh, you're not doing that early. Uh, yeah, we, we can't—we can't be upset about it. Uh, we, we've got to—we've got to get an answer for it. And the best way to get an answer is just communicating. And so that's my point of him is, hey, come up to me, come find me, I'll come find you. Uh and and, and since we did at times, that's what said it. Hell if it gets passionate, if the media makes it out to be something that they, they that it's not, so be it. Who cares? They're gonna do that anyway. So uh let's get passionate and figure out an answer on the sideline. But the last thing we're not we're gonna do is not speak about it, uh, and allow and allow that to to linger as well.
2: And of course Dak, Dak talking about some of the frustrations C D Lamb was Feeling from the game on Sunday night. Yeah, and is playing for on Sunday night and what that means going forward here because I tend to think and it's funny because we're obviously been talking about the Rangers, you know, going into the American League Championship Series and the up and down nature of their season. The, you know, the streaks of, you know, eight game win streaks, six game losing streaks, the inconsistencies that we've seen at times. It feels like so far through five games, we've seen some of that from the Cowboys. The ups when we've seen them destroy the Giants, and the Jets and obviously with the Patriots, but obviously the lows with them giving up over 220 yards on the ground to Arizona and then having another poor performance against a team that you were emotionally charged up for and taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just hoping that there's some balance and some consistency starting to be found with a good solid performance on both sides of the football against a team you should be able to find some measure of get right, if you will, right. especially offensively, knowing how porous this pass defense is for the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, there, there's still a lot of football to
0: be seen. Like, you do need to use this as an opportunity to get yourself correct. Um, defensively is where I'm very interested. Yeah. Because this team is, this defense has been kind of broken a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really intrigued on if this pass rush can get back to doing what it needs to do, because that's the superpower of this team, right? Um, and that's also going to l- help limit one of the big dangers that the Chargers possess which is throwing the ball deep downfield. And I know you have had t- some some trepidations about the cornerbacks and maybe not all of the cornerbacks, maybe one in particular, hello Stefan Gilmore. That's right. Um and maybe some of the some of the speed loss that's happening or as he continues to age as everybody does, um But then also the safeties have been a place of a little bit of concern, whether it's, you know, kind of not passing guys off properly or maybe seeing things just a little bit late and reacting um, a little late. Those are the things that can get you beat deep. And this is a team that is poised to capitalize against it. And so, obviously, them them being right in what they do is going to be part of it. But also having the likes of number eleven and number ninety, number fifty four, number fifty six, number ninety seven, right? Like those players, and I can give you names if you need to. I think y'all know mm-hmm, who I'm talking mm-hmm, about. But mm-hmm. a defensive linemen in the face of a, a a dude who's hard to bring down, mind you, um, and making it tough on him to get the ball downfield to his player, his playmakers. I think that's going to be something that's going to be super important and making sure that you limit the passing game, deep passing game of the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: What's been the weakness for this Cowboys defense in the two losses that they've had this year? What's been the weakness? Yeah, on the, on the, on the defense for them so far this year in those two losses. Uh, what? Are you going to mention the run game? The run defense. And it's interesting when you look at this matchup between the Cowboys and the Chargers. Check this out. The Cowboys, of course, their defense ranks 25th in run-stop win rate this season at 21. Point, uh, 29.1%. The Chargers offensive line ranks sixth in run block win rate this season at 72.4%. Oh, that's right. Just in time for Austin Eckler to come back yeah. for this Chargers team running the football. And we know how good he can be, not just as a runner, but as a pass catcher out of the backfield. All I need to say is this run defense has got to show up because if they don't, they're going up against a good offensive line led by a left tackle. You know, Rashawn Slater, that could find them giving them some problems if they're not playing with the kind of discipline that they need to. They could get gassed by this good Chargers run attack here.
0: All right, so one of the things I want to see, and it just was reminded to me just because of a, a particular word that you used right at the end of that, which is discipline. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing that frustrated me the most. And honestly, I get it. If you say 42 points frustrated you the most, like makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. Right? Yeah, it, makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. The thing that frustrated me the most. And it was evidenced by a single play in which uh, the defense stops a third down conversion or attempted a conversion by the San Francisco 49ers. But they are allowed to continue playing because J. Ron Curse is lined <laughs> up offside.
2: Right. Like those types of things, not just on offside, but on the other side of San Francisco. Those are the types. those are, uh, in the, like in Oakland. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. OK, uh, those are the types of
0: things that not only this season, but going dating back to last season were the issues that really frustrated me and were the difference between this team and their obvious talent making it to the places that they wanted to be. So having everybody pulling in the same direction and doing your assignments right, having the right discipline, right? I get it. It's very frustrating to lose the way that you did to San Francisco, but I I don't want to both sides but there is something to be said for there's a lot of football yet left to be played. And this is a team that has a certain level of quality that if you make it into the tournament, and then you are playing right at the right time of the year, hello, Rangers, mm-hmm. then you can make some noise. And so I think that begins with everybody doing your job. The job can get better over the course of the season, and now I, I maybe I'm copy-pleasing. That if that's the case, so be it. But at least start with doing your job and doing it correctly, being in the right places, making sure that the cutback lanes aren't there, and making sure that you're not lined up off-sides. <laughs>
2: it's real simple. should be real simple because uh, you can't beat yourself. You cannot beat yourself. But it's going to be not if you
0: want to be an elite team. Like if you want to exactly. be a, if you want to be just a plain good team, sure, beat yourself sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: no, nah, if you want to be an elite team, which is the standard that Cowboys Nation is calling for for this team, and honestly, it's probably the standard for Mike McCarthy to retain the position that he has. Discipline needs to be there.
2: All I know is that if come Tuesday after what happens on Monday night, Kellen Moore's offense slices and dices this Cowboys defense. Not going to look good for your man, Mike. Would you like to call him? Ooh, Big Mike. Yeah, yeah. He's, Big gonna feel, Mike. he's gonna feel a little small. He's gonna that feel moment light. Like he feel like Light Mike. <laughs> uh, if that happens on Monday. Night. You didn't have
0: to do that. To, you didn't have to take it to that place. No, I'm
2: just saying. <laughs> That's what we expect to see, hopefully, from the Cowboys when they take on the Chargers on Monday Night Football. So get right, Reggie KG, right here on 105 through the Fan. Coming up next, we go around the National Football League. This quarterback's going to be out in the ANFC East, and another one might be washed in Cleveland. Who? I'll tell you next on the Get Right. Call from mom. Answer it.
4: Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: About to go around the National Football League here on the Get Right. we KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Latatula. It's Friday! <laughs> Ross and Chris holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truck text line, 877 811 877 If you want to get in on the conversation coming up at the top of the hour. Week six, bold predictions in the National Football League. Oh, <laughs> It's hard to believe we're... Now about to be six weeks in.
0: Yeah, start ruminating on what your bowl prediction is for this week of uh, NFL football. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I, that that was that was not an, a uh, a note for you guys. That was a note for me. I need to figure out what my bowl prediction is.
2: <laughs> As we go around the, the NFL, uh, let's start with cut number twenty. Uh, my fa- favorite NFL correspondent, uh, Mr. Ian is it Rappacorn. Tom Pelicero? Uh, no, 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 he is the Mike McCarthy whisperer. Though is Tom Pelicero?
0: Oh, so it's his fault.
2: That we got Mike McCarthy here? I yeah. mean. Yeah, you can blame that on Tom. He's
0: a part of the McCarthy experience. Was it? Or the, Tom, was it? the look, McCarthy
2: Project was what it was called. Yeah. Tom said, I'm gonna go to Wisconsin. I'm gonna go get me an Academy That's, Award. That scam. <laughs> and I'm gonna give Mike McCarthy, Big Mike, a job. Which is funny because, real quick, I don't know why this video has kept resurfacing on my timeline, but I had clipped a portion of when remember when Mike McCarthy during his introductory press conference had talked about the idea that he had watched every single play. Oh, I don't, I can't
0: forget it. That's why I call it a scam.
2: <laughs> that video has been popping up once again. I'm like, hmm, okay, y'all trying to tell us something? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Uh, but Mr. Rappaport is going to tell us something about uh, Deshaun Watson and whether or not he's going to play on Sunday for the Cleveland Browns.
5: I know there is intrigue as far as, like, how did this happen? Because – it was pretty clear from everyone involved that Deshaun Watson was optimistic about playing, and the team thought he was going to play last week, and it really boils down to this, based on my understanding. He was dealing with rotator cuff bruising. It He didn't do a lot during the course of the week. He thought it would get better, so his optimism was based on this is going to get better because it's just a bruise, and then it just didn't. And so when he went to throw, it wasn't the same. And look, yes, you could put a 75% Deshaun Watson out there but, like, is that good? Are you sure that's good? What if he lands on it again? It is, We've seen teams act differently, guys, with the 17-game season. And I think this is another case here. He is not right. And until he's right, until he's not at risk of further injury, putting them out there doesn't make sense. So he thought he was going to go, and he just wasn't able to go based on the performance that he could put on the field. So, yes, now this time it is P.J. Walker who... You know, Dorian Thompson Robinson could absolutely be good in the future, but was just not quite ready for that. P.J. Walker should be.
2: You can definitely say that he's not right again. Oh, just <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who covers mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns for uh, for Cleveland dot com, wrote that Watson could miss multiple more games with a strain like deep contusion in his rotator cuff. Uh, so that's what he's dealing with right now. Don't
0: nobody make that joke that I know y'all trying to make. Don't do it. Uh
2: huh. Don't uh-huh, do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. But that does mean that PJ Walker will get the start for the Cleveland Browns. Um, so good luck with that. That defense, Miles Garrett, good luck, with, you know, this coming weekend um, trying to support that quarterback. PJ Walker's okay, but I, I don't know what they do there because at times Deshaun has looked cooked. At times he's looked okay, and right now it doesn't matter because he's hurt.
0: Yeah, th- th- well, the tough thing about it is didn't, they cleared him to play, and then he and they, so
2: they medically cleared him to play. If sure, he wanted and to. of
0: course, like I, I understand an abundance of caution. I also understand like if he does not feel right, no matter being like medically medically cleared to play or not, that ends up being problematic. I do like wonder. I'm, I'm very interested in that di- like that uh, dichotomy there, and then also the fact that. In addition to like not feeling like he was capable of playing, which again I already mentioned, I can I can kind of see how you end, might end up there. How how does he end up in entirely avoiding media in those instances? Like what's happening here, right? If it was just he didn't feel like he could play, didn't feel like he could play up to the standard that's necessary. All right, that's cool. They actively avoided him having him meet with the media as he typically would, both yeah. Wednesday and Thursday. Which may which that one. Uh, rose antennas for me which yeah. makes me wonder what is happening here because that feels more abnormal than the idea that he's just not feeling right even though medically clear technically
2: i did just figure out gentlemen the real reason why deshaun watts is not gonna play on sunday because who the hell would want to see nick bosa and the san francisco 49ers bearing down on my ass for four quarters in a football game, can't blame a single person no, for opting I'm, out of that. I'm good on that. Can't I'm blame a, that. I'll collect my paycheck this week. I'll see y'all down the road because I'm not. And it's a big paycheck too. Exactly. I'm not catching that beat down from Nick Bosa in the San Francisco 49ers. That's They're a good a, point. Oh my gosh. Now that's
0: good research, KG. That's breaking news. Uh, yeah. By Kevin Gray. He he did, he did the, the the capital J journalism <laughs> to find out <laughs> that the reason why that man didn't want to play is because who wants to see that? Beacon of both. truths
2: around here on the Get Right, <laughs> uh, when it comes now, to hold on.
0: Now, on the truckwreck.com text line, didn't I tell y'all not to send those jokes in? Didn't I tell you? And hey, what what did you think was going to happen? I told them not you to do it. You invited them. I didn't invite them. You, no, t- you want to check the transcript? We can go to the transcript. I we said, don't have to throw the challenge flag. I this, said, this ain't y'all a progressive do- <laughs> commercial. <laughs> I said, okay? don't, don't send that, that, that. Don't make that joke that y'all was thinking about making. And what y'all do? Which is red light for Acti- send me the joke. Actly, actively send me Actively defied. The joke. The joke. My wishes on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Uh,
2: let's continue with my favorite NFL network correspondent. Again? Yeah, one more time because this affects the NFC East. Isn't that right, Mr. Rappaport?
5: Well, my understanding is this is not a major long-term injury for Daniel Jones, not to be compared with the 2021 injury, although he did actually himself compare it to the 2021 injury and then later said, actually, it's not really like that. The most important news, I believe, here for Giants fans is that we have not seen the last of Daniel Jones just not able to get quite comfortable enough to play this week. And this is really what it depended on. get all these tests, you see all these doctors. What this really was is, does he feel comfortable enough to play? And can he physically, just effectively do the job of quarterback, was not able to get out on the field Wednesday or Thursday? And then at that point, it's like, does it really make sense to put a less than 100% Daniel Jones out on the field it does not. So it is going to be Tyrod Taylor in a revenge game. Another revenge game in a week where there are a couple of them is now going to be Tyrod Taylor against his old team, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, A.K.A. Daniel
2: Jones looked around and said, I'm not finna to catch this ass whipping from the Buffalo Bills this week either. I'll collect my paycheck. I'll sit this one out, too. No, thank you. <laughs> even with all the decimated injuries that the Buffalo Bills got on defense. And like.
0: Three or four of them are on the offensive line.
2: Yeah, uh, including I'm, probably their best offensive player, Daniel Jones is probably discretion is a better better part of valor for him this week. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down this week too on Sunday Night Football. Who the hell want to watch this game on Sunday Night Football? I, Giants I, Bills. I kind
0: of do because Terod Taylor has good reason for it to be a revenge game. <laughs> you remember that one time where he took them to the playoffs and they had no like they didn't have no gratefulness for about them. They did not.
2: They did not. I am like, thanks for nothing, Tyrod. Get out of here. <laughs> get. Get. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what's the line on that game? Let's see. The Bills are favored to win that game by – um. Is, where's the line at? Look, it? you
0: didn't even have the line, but you're like –
2: 15. Yo. Come on, man. Fifth, yeah, 1-5, Ross. That would be 1-5. I mean, for good reason. Did you know, ESPN, uh, that the Buffalo or the – excuse me, the New York Giants have the worst – Point differential in all of the National Football League. Gentlemen, they are a negative 91 so far through five games. I got four words for you. Oh, oh it's like
0: I counted. A, I saw that too. That's yeah, weird. I just want to make sure. Because you know what the worst thing is, is when you say you got a certain number of words and you got the wrong amount. It's like round, more than the amount. It's like,
2: oh, you could, you could, you could
0: count ahead of time. You got fingers. Um, four words, KG. What's so, which your mans?
2: Oh, <laughs> he my mans now?
0: What you mean, he, your man's now? I said
2: last year. That was my man. Oh, and
0: you just abandoned him? Hell yeah. Are you
2: kidding me? Come on, man. I'm trying in the business of being right for, around here. For Come those on. of you that don't know, now.
0: KG is, it was very pro-Dable uh, in his coaching acumen. and uh, It worked last year. I was, looked, I was right so last what happened, year. So what happened this year? What, what Daniel changed? Daniel Jones, remember who he was? It ain't Daniel Jones' fault. That offense is not what it needs to be. It's not good.
2: They can't stay healthy. Daniel Jones can't stay healthy. You mentioned the offensive line. Saquon can barely stay healthy. And
0: I don't think that they probably, I I mean, I don't think they should have paid that man, uh, Daniel Jones. That being said. Of course not. You heard me when I said, it is not Daniel Jones' fault. That is not a good looking offense by any stretch. No, it's not.
2: No, it's not. Uh, But yeah, they have a negative 91 point differential. By far the worst in the NFL.
0: And what I have to say to them is, vaya con Dios.
4: (laughs)
2: Uh, oh, boy. By the way, do you know who has the second worst point differential in the NFL? I know that's a stat that you love. You know who has the second worst so far this season? I can't. Is it the, is it the, uh, the Panthers? Uh, no, surprisingly not.
0: Who out here stinking up the joint? Oh, is it the Patriots? Yeah, man. man. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, who out here stinking man. up the joint? Negative 76 on the season so far. Those, it, those, those two beatdowns that the Patriots got in the last two
0: weeks. Look, no one's going to have sympathy. For a fan of the New England Patriots, no, but they are entirely unfamiliar with this, with how this is supposed, to, <laughs> like this is going. They're like, "What is this?" This is what bad looks like, New England. I Welcome. haven't known this in many moons. Welcome. Why are we here?
2: Uh, speaking of the NFC East, real quick. No,
0: nine seven two. KG didn't change his mind after new information came out. He just decided to jump off when it didn't look good no more. And that's not in the new information. It was, it was always evident. He just happened to have enough of a stretch where he could claim to be right. And he did his he he did his uh celebration dance. He spiked the ball and he walked away. That's all he did.
2: Uh, I appreciate you nine seven two for looking out for me. Thank you. You get the elite uh, text clap for the night. Thank you nine seven two. That was a cheap. It. That was a cheap clap. It's good enough for me. Uh, speaking of the NFC East, real quick: Darius Slay and Jalen Carter out for the Eagles this weekend. The corner Darius Slay, uh, rookie defensive tackle Jalen Carter, both are going to be missing. On Sunday, when they take on the New York Jets, Slay is dealing with a knee injury. Carter is dealing with an ankle injury and have already been ruled out for Sunday's tilt against the fighting Robert Salas of New York. Go get him, Zach. Go get him.
0: <sighs> Tough for that, man, because he's still, he still got people to contend with. <laughs> like that, that didn't make it very much easier
2: for nope. him. Nope. <laughs> he's still got a lot of guys. He's got to fight, uh, fight off uh, in that particular game. Um, real quick, run down the schedule for this weekend's games. Um, what's what's the most interesting one to you? Uh, whoo, let's see, I would probably go with uh, a 325 game. How about the Fighting Body Knee cast of Detroit visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh Baker Mayfield? You
0: picked one that I was very intrigued in, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in that because uh. One thing that I've seen a lot is uh, this week is kind of tearing mm-hmm. around the league, particularly after you had like one of the momentous games that, unfortunately, was very bad for locally in yeah. Niners, Cowboys, and people were like, okay, now where does people stack up? The Lions are getting a lot of love around uh, spaces where people are viewing them. Borderline top five team. Not borderline. Yeah. Pe- there are people, oh, and in the league. yeah. Uh, th- yeah in the, the, the NFC, people are like, that is the third best team in the NFC.
2: Right now, they have that claim. And so,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued on how they handle a Buccaneers team that defensively has shown that they still have the goods. I want to see a and,
2: Tampa's for real this week.
0: And Baker Mayfield has played well. Like, I know that there are people that have give us flack because we we are not particularly fans of Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. But, and I guess I shouldn't speak for you, but I know I'm not particularly a fan of Baker Mayfield, but I'm big enough to tell you that dude's been hooping thus far in
2: what he's been asked to do. And so, let's see it on a bigger stage. It'll be fun. Ravens at Titans, Commanders at Falcons, gross. Vikings at Bears, Will Chambers. Congratulations. Uh, that's a lot. You just named three gross ones. That's that's a, uh, by the way, that uh, Tennessee uh, Ravens game. 8:30 a.m. Game is in London.
0: Text in if you're gonna be waking up for that one so I can tell you to your face that you're sicko.
2: <laughs> Seahawks at Bengals. That should be a fun one. Uh 49ers, Browns. Panthers at Dolphins, Colts at Jags, Saints in Houston against the Texas. New England takes on the Las Vegas Raiders in the Josh McDaniels Bowl. Congratulations. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets, Detroit in Tampa, the, ja- the Giants taking on the Buffalo Bills, and of course, on Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys against the Los Angeles Chargers, the Green Bay Packers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers both on their bye weeks this week. That's a trip around the National Football League here on the Get Right. Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, some week six bold predictions in the National, National Football League. Let us know where yours are,
0: 877
2: Do it next on the Get Right. We get it.
0: Attention
1: spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.